This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, there's big news coming out of France and China today. Renault announced it's ending its joint venture partnership with Dongfeng and will transfer all of its shares back to the Chinese automaker. Dongfeng has been Renault's main partner in China since the joint venture was established in 2013. But poor sales in China are what ultimately ended this partnership. The joint venture sold less than 19,000 cars last year and posted an operating loss of $212 million. Renault says it will focus on light commercial and electric vehicles in China with its other joint ventures. You know, the longer this coronavirus goes on, the more worried the automotive industry gets. And now the attention is turning to sales of used cars. Inventory in the U.S. is piling up at auction houses. 1.8 million cars are coming off lease in the next three months, which will only grow that mountain of inventory. And car rental companies will also be trying to unload a bunch of cars. Dale Pollock, a wholesale and retail expert with Cox Automotive, says that in six months, there will be an unprecedented level of inventory, which could lead to a price crash in the rush to move the metal. The in-house finance companies at the car companies will be forced to write down the residual values of leased cars, which will badly damage their balance sheets. GM and Ford are now offering lessees a month's extension just so they don't try to return their cars right now. Speaking of Ford, it's probably going to run out of cash by the end of the third quarter unless it figures out how to bring in more revenue. Even though Ford amassed a $30 billion war chest, it's burning through cash due to its fixed costs, something that's hurting all automakers. Ford's CFO, Tim Stone, says the company is looking for other places for funding and other ways to cut costs. One of Ford's joint venture partners in China is building and wholesaling cars now, which will help a bit. But like every automaker, Ford is anxious to restart production as soon as it safely can. Even though so many plants all over the world are closed right now, we're hearing of some future model launches from Auto Forecast Solutions. Honda is supposed to launch the next generation Civic at its plant in Greensburg, Indiana in January. Toyota will launch the Corolla Cross at its brand new plant in Huntsville, Alabama in September of next year. That's the plant that Toyota will share with Mazda. And we sort of expect Mazda to get a version of this car. And finally, Rivian, which was supposed to launch this year, moved Job 1 for its RT1 electric pickup to March of next year. And its R2R rally raid truck will go into production in October of 2022. You heard that right. A rally raid truck, like the kind of trucks that they run in the Dakar rally. As if General Motors didn't already have enough problems on its hands. It's been grappling with the virus crisis and getting attacked on Twitter by President Trump, and now its former car dealers in Australia are up in arms. When GM shut down its Holden operations, it offered its 187 dealers compensation ranging from $100,000 all the way up to $3.2 million, depending on the dealership. But some dealers claim to have spent much more than that on new showrooms. General Motors says those dealers could get more money, but it's dealing with them in private. Nonetheless, the dealers say GM should be paying them five times what it's offering. And it's estimated that closing down Holden and its dealers will cost General Motors over $2 billion.
looks like the Corvette convertible is getting pushed back because of the coronavirus. It was scheduled to go into production in the first quarter of this year, but the plant is closed down right now. And when asked about the convertible, the assembly plant manager said it's too early to tell when they'd start rolling down the line. GM is still trying to figure out when the right time to restart its plants will be, so there's a good chance there will not be a 2020 Corvette convertible. It will likely be a 2021 model. And this isn't the first problem the Corvette ran into. Remember, the coupe was pushed back by that UAW strike. And Ford just gave us an update with its collaboration with 3M. The two companies have developed a new powered air purifying respirator and will begin producing it this week at Ford's Vreeland facility near Flat Rock, Michigan with paid UAW volunteers. They'll be able to produce more than 100,000 respirators, but they didn't provide a timeline to do that. In addition, Ford's making face masks for internal use at the company and is seeking certification for medical use. And Ford is working with airbag supplier Joyson Safety Systems to manufacture reusable gowns out of airbag material. By next week, they will be able to produce 100,000 gowns a week. Hyundai just confirmed there's going to be an automatic transmission for the Veloster N. Up to now, it's only been offered with a manual. Hyundai teased the new 8-speed wet dual-clutch unit in an Instagram and YouTube video. Didn't really reveal more details, but at the beginning of the video, there's a light-up N emblem in the seat back, which is also new. Bentley's first plug-in hybrid was just rated by the EPA. The Bentayga Hybrid's all-electric range comes in at 18 miles from its 13-kilowatt-hour battery, and it's only rated at 17 miles per gallon in the city, 21 on the highway, and 19 combined. That's 3 mpg better in the city compared to the V8 Bentayga, but it's 2 mpg less on the highway, which is a bit surprising. Like we've said, all these plug-in hybrid vehicles coming out are about helping automakers meet stricter emission standards and allowing their customers to drive in zero-emission zones. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday. We're going to have Andre Nietzsche-Nelson, the head of future digital experience at the EV startup Byton. So join me and Gary Vasilash at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday for some of the best insider discussions in the automotive industry. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Jaguar Land Rover CEO is being asked to delay his retirement. Earlier this year, Ralph Spett announced he would retire from the British automaker when his contract ran out in September. But that was before the world turned upside down. Now, India's Tata Group, which owns JLR, is asking Spett to delay his retirement to help it get through the pandemic. Spett hasn't decided if he'll stay on longer, but this is another sign that automakers are deeply worried about the economic fallout of the coronavirus. And some good news here. Car production in Europe is slowly starting to get back online. Audi announced that its engine plant in Hungary has restarted output, but only on a single shift. It's also looking at restarting vehicle production in the country next week. Hyundai is resuming production at a plant in the Czech Republic, but with two shifts instead of three. Renault's working on restarting plants in Portugal, Romania, and Russia, and Toyota will begin limited production at its plants in France and Poland starting next week. According to Bloomberg Intelligence, car sales in Europe could drop as much as 20% in 2020 
due to the coronavirus shutdown, and that could cost automakers $66 billion in revenue. The mystery about Tesla's in-cabin camera in the Model 3 is starting to clear up a little bit. Every Model 3 has a camera, but they're actually not being used right now. Elon Musk confirmed that the camera will help support its robo-taxi service, for example, by making sure no one's trashing your car. Someone was even able to get on the camera's feed to see what it can see. The camera could also have multiple uses. Elon Musk has even hinted it could be used to record in-car karaoke sessions, and Tesla is looking into using it for occupant settings, like for the seat or climate controls. And here's another one of those lesser-known models in Skoda's history. This is a prototype from around 1936 called the Sagita. The automaker was looking to develop a smaller, more affordable car for the masses, and this car served as the test bed. They were fitted with an air-cooled four-stroke two-cylinder engine set in a V-pattern that made 11 kilowatts, or about 15 horsepower. The prototypes eventually led to the 995 Popular, which was built in 1938. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for joining us, and please join us again tomorrow.